everyone, and welcome back to We're Watching Star Trek, the original series. As always, I'm Brandon, and here today with Paul. Yo, yo, what's up, people? Um, this episode, uh, let's get into it. And Dan. Giddy up. Giddy Still up, with really? That one. Back to the giddy up. Well, for today, I am. All right, I see you. You'll come up with something eventually, maybe by like season two. You have to, you, when we start season two, you have to come in with something new. All right, I, I got something in mind. Boo, whatever it is. Boo. <laughs> you can't boo me before <laughs> they say it. Preemptive boo. <laughs> it sucks already. <laughs> I feel attacked already. So today we are going over season one, episode 25, The Devil in the Dark. And for some reason I have it written as This Devil in the Dark, and that's not correct. Uh, the original air date for this was March 8th, 1967. And we open up with a shot of a planet, and so no Enterprise this time. And uh, there appears to be some sort of refinery under the surface of this planet, like an underground mining operation or something. And there's a dude who's just kind of walking through a tunnel system, and he gets greeted by a group of other dudes. And uh, one of them says, you know, he makes mention that they're looking for a uh, a thing that has already killed 50 of their people, but nobody's actually gotten to look at it yet. So they talk about how their phasers are useless against this thing, and that they, they mention that the Enterprise is on its way, which I thought was a really weird thing. Is the Enterprise like a really well-known ship, do you guys think? Like, oh, the Enterprise is coming, we're saved. Probably. I'm assuming. Isn't it like their uh, number one ship in the fleet? Yeah, I think it's like their flagship, isn't it? I believe I'm, so. I'm assuming so. I assume it's the elite of the elite. So, yeah. I think Enterprise is coming would be a real thing. Or Kirk's reputation just uh, supersedes his uh, legend. Well, in that case, he's not going to get there very quickly because none of them are women. So it's just a cave no. full of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to a sausage fest really fast. <laughs> I'm going to take my time and go into this one. Warp one. <laughs> but travel through normal speed. We'll get there in like 26 years. So the group leaves this guy, just, just this one dude leaves him behind. They're like, hey, watch our back while we go and, and go over here and look for stuff. And so he's like, cool. And they walk away and then he hears this uh, scraping sound that sounds like rocks scraping on other rocks. And then he suddenly gets attacked by something, and the other people hear him scream, so they rush to see what happened, but they're too late. And uh, one of the guys notes that the, the guy they left behind had been burned to a crisp. So then we get the uh, the show opening. So we get a captain's log from Kirk that explains that they've received a distress call from a Pergeum production station, which Pergeum is apparently some kind of mineral or something. And they're going to, uh, I don't remember if they, if they pronounced it Janus or Janus 6, Janus 6, I think. I'm still curious why they do this number thing. Oh, uh, because there that means that there are at least six. So, like, I think that the, the Janus is like the system, and the sixth would be the sixth planet from the st- the main star of this system. So there would have to be okay. like more than six planets. You might you might have told me that before, and I probably forgot. I just I'm just curious because they always say something six, something three. I'm curious. I was curious how that works. So. Yeah. So I think what the the sun, well, we're in the soul system, right? So we would be like soul three if we didn't give them all different names. Ah, uh, okay. I think. I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I think that's how that works. All right. So, yeah, McCoy and Kirk and Spock have been beamed down to the station, the Pergeum mining station, to meet with Dr. Vandenberg. My first thought is, like, oh, no one from the Enterprise is going to die in this episode. 
Yeah, if you're going with the main three, then you're you're. It's a pretty safe bet that they're they're going to be all right. They're going to make it. So they Boy, go down to to meet with Doctor Vanderberg, and uh, he's the administration head of the the Janus Six station. And uh, <laughs> Paul, I was wondering if you had, uh, had caught this with me, but there have been fifty deaths, and there's a monster loose, and uh, everybody's still at work. Like they they still have to do their job. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, like like fire alarms and don't have to. Oh, I get that. <laughs> like man, job. every time we have this kind of discussion at work, like we will watch the episode. Yeah. And it has to do with that. Do with that, like it matches real life right afterwards. Yeah, all the time. That, that, like, oh, that is kind of, that is kind of funny. People are getting fucking like, no, burnt no, to good. a crisp, and and yeah, keep on working, guys. <laughs> we can't we can't stop yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah, fire alarm going. Keep working. <laughs> he's like alarm, that guy. Keep working. Like, he's like that guy spontaneously combusted. There's no monster down there. Yeah, yeah the smoke, the smoke in the building. Not, not a real fire. Keep working. Yeah, they have to call his wife. Like, oh man, sorry, your husband got burnt to a crisp today. But can you let him know he's gonna have to be in early tomorrow? <laughs> so, uh, oh, so old Vanderberg explains that they open a new mineral-rich section of the tunnel, and then that's when the attack started. And he explains that their machinery started corroding, and then they started finding burned bodies all over the place. So Kirk uh, confirms with Spock that there's been no volcanic activity on the planet, and Vanderberg, or yeah, what the hell did I say his name was? Vanderberg? Yeah, Vanderberg explains that the deaths have been happening on higher and higher levels, with most of most recently it happened on a level that's only three levels below the one that they're on. So this is a pretty big uh tunnel system because i think eventually they go to like level 23 which is yeah. like deep which is which is the always pl- a, a, a fucking poor idea like when you're digging into the planet like every every time every sci-fi thing ever they they hit some chamber where there's something there yeah <laughs> something that they never learned you know yeah. exist anymore i actually read a whole book about that a couple years ago i think it was called uh oh, was it the core no it wasn't it wasn't the core what the fuck was that book actually I, it's behind me on my shelf and i can't see it but Anyway, uh, Earth Core, that's the one, Earth Core. Okay, nothing to do with anyway, anything. But um, so McCoy wants to go and uh, examine the body of the guy that got burned, and, and they, they lead him away to go do that, while the chief uh, processing engineer, Ed Appel, uh, walks in and tells Kirk that he's seen the creature, and he says he only got a glimpse but, but of it. First of all, whoa, 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 whoa. He walks in shining, though. Yeah. Shining in that pink suit. Oh, my. What were they thinking in the pink purple? Oh, my goodness. That does not look right. That was he was mean. wearing a pink suit. Look, yeah, he was yeah. wearing this pink purple suit. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was a oh, it I, didn't, was I didn't realize bright that. And terrible. Are you kidding me? It, it, it I, lighted up the whole screen, man. <laughs> what an <laughs> odd choice for <laughs> mining work, too. Like, yeah, that like thing's the, gonna get dirty get, as fuck. I, yeah, I, the leader with the whole yellow thing, I kind of gave him a pass. I'm like, oh, that's a little bit bright, but whatever. But then Pretty in Pink walks in, you know. Or pretty in purple at this point. And I'm like, wow, that's a very, very weird color. Yeah. But maybe back then they needed really strong colors to appear on screen. Uh, and now that it's you're, you're actually probably right about maybe that. The color is more is more uh, is crazy right now. Maybe that's what it is. So I I just say maybe that's what it is, but in all reality, it's really, really bright. The yellow and the pink is. Yeah, or it could be uh, a case of like uh, how with Kirk's outfit, he's actually wearing green, but the studio lighting and the camera makes it appear the gold. So maybe it was one of those yeah. things. Like maybe it wasn't really that color, just the lighting and the camera. Just lighting. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Really old school, old school show. So, yeah. So 
So he says he got a glimpse of the the monster, but that it's big and shaggy. And he says that he shot it with a phaser, but it, that didn't even manage to slow it down. And and Fox, Fox yeah, uh, Spock just finds that fascinating. So it's weird that they're calling it a monster instead of an alien because they know alien aliens exist. Yeah, but if it's from that planet, it's not an alien. They're they're the aliens there. They came there. You see, that's one of my issues in this situation right here is the fact that they came in there, to get, came to her planet, and found a creature. I thought the, the Federation thing was about life first. So to, so once they got there and saw that creature, shouldn't they have been already, like, oh, we have to leave their creatures in this planet? Well, those guys aren't part you of the know, Federation, like, though. They're just they're, they're miners. Are they not part of the Federation? No, I think they're just they're just mining shit. I, what? I, I no, think they're I thought, a colony the Federation on a... Is a bunch of planets, though. You gotta remember the, the Federation is a bunch of planets put together. This this is one of the Federation planets under Federation protection. That's why the, that's why the Enterprise is there in the first place. So they're definitely Federation. But the point is, well, how I the guess Federation you... is like you go to a planet and you realize there's life there. You don't go to kill the life that's there. You have to leave. It's their planet, not yours. I I don't think it is a Federation planet. I think it's literally a barren planet that they went to to just start getting minerals. Like, because the Federation only gives a shit about planets with civilizations, and I don't think those people were born there. I think that they specifically went there for mining. Yeah, yeah, but I think Federation planet with this would be a Federation planet because it's they need they need, they need the mining stuff in there, right? So they, they st- it's still their planet. They still protect it and things like that. So it, it's part of their their uh, plant part of their life. Well, here's well, the, the Federation a, trying to avoid like uh, intelligent life that might not be as advanced as they are, but they don't avoid planets that have just so-called alien animals running around. Yeah, I, I just—I I know I'm getting way too deep in it. I just—I don't well, understand not, why. No, it it's one go. of those things that they haven't really clarified, but. If we remember, like right now, the Enterprise is kind of just basically like space police. Like they just they either get ordered to go somewhere or they go if they're asked, like somebody can ask them for help. And I feel like like I thought that this was just like a company mining, like the company found a planet with minerals and that they're just down there mining it. Like the planet doesn't actually belong to anyone. It's not part of any civilization there and it's not part of any organization. I think I thought it was just like just a mining operation, just like kind of a strip mining thing. But in fairness, though, the Federation probably helped them get the uh, those people there, though. I, I took it as the Federation to put guys there because they knew that there all the minerals are there, and they started sending them on a mission to collect minerals. And unless I, private companies have starships, for Federation ships, because why would you send a Federation ship to go there to save them people for no reason? Because they're like space cops like the, right now. Like this isn't even the first yeah, time yeah, this season the, they've done that. Yeah, but the Federation, the Federation, every time they come help somebody, though, they got a reason behind it. Normally, they're doing it for a reason. This just seems random. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm curious why they went there. Did they get ordered or, or what? That's not, well, they, not well, I, they, I mean, they the specifically asked called. for help. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm getting, I guess I get too deep with it. I'm just well, curious they just they don't how, explain how too well works. about how stuff like this works. So yeah, maybe, maybe later on there'll be another episode that like something like that happens and they they'll explain it without explaining that. I'm just yeah, not they, sure. They're just suddenly one day they're like, hey, remember when we went to those that mining colony to help those guys? Well, here's exactly how. And why we did that? <laughs> like they just sit yeah, down yeah, and break yeah, it down for like, us. Yeah, some yeah, something like that. It'll be something simple. <laughs> that, but, oh, okay, that's the way their policy works. I'm just curious. Yeah. So uh, continuing on here, uh, old Ed, Mister Pink Suit, 
uh, just starts talking down to Kirk and basically says that they are useless without their starship because they're underground. He's like, well, you can't get your starship in these tunnels. Well, maybe you should have dug a bigger fucking tunnel, huh? <laughs> and, uh, hey, That's how you treat the help. <laughs> it's like it's like the I didn't realize like at the moment I realized, oh, the Starfleet are like the jock, jockey, jock guys. Like they're the, they're the, yeah, they're the cool dudes. dudes. And all these and all these guys that are nerds <laughs> down here, like, they come like, oh, man, at least you a starship, whatever. Like, I'm working, you know, it's better down here anyway. Dude's like, just pissed because he doesn't get to travel the fucking galaxy. He's not even, he's he's not stuck on a planet. He's stuck under a fucking planet, and he hates it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No women anywhere. Just a no, bunch of guys say, There's mining. no women on the planet, so they're probably a little irritated. Yeah. Just a guy, just a guy mining all the time, nothing else. Yeah, shitty Wi-Fi, so he can't even play Call of Duty down there online. Oh, my gosh. He, he, that's it. it that's yep. And not to mention, yep. all his crewmates are getting killed. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that too. But, but uh, yeah, while this is happening, Spock picks up like this big, just like ball looking thing and he asks Vanderberg what it is. And Vanderberg gets kind of pissed off and explains that it's a worthless silicon nodule. And he's like, hey, you're not here to, to check this fucking silicon thing out. He says that uh, he wants a creature dead because he has a quota to meet. <laughs> and that's that's where my, my note was about, like, don't stop the line, you know, people dying, but yeah. keep that fucking quota. <laughs> And Kirk's like, yeah, oh, we, oh we, we, we'll get you back down Don't under stop. those tunnels. Safety first, except if it impacts production. <laughs> <laughs> Which really, like, oh. the, the monster is, like, basically cremating these people. So, you know, what do they get? The <laughs> yeah. hard part's done. Like, everything's taken care of. They're like, just keep going, just you know? Vacuum them up, vacuum them up, move on. Yep. Next. Don't even do that. Sweep them up later on break. <laughs> TPM the fuck out of those tunnels. We're through your break to sweep them up. Yeah. You guys are going to have to come in on Saturday for TPM and sweep up your your, your friends. <laughs> so, uh, so Ed and Vanderberg leave while McCoy walks back into the room and uh, he explains that the body appears to have been corroded instead of burned and that the material that did it is strong enough to eat through basically anything. So Spock and Kirk, they decide to go over to check out some charts, uh, making or marking the positions of uh, where things, machinery has been sabotaged and, and stuff like that. And they agree that the creature would have to be moving very quickly through this area. Once again, the creature is doing intelligent things. It's, it's sabotaging things. You know, it's, it, it's, it's sabotaging equipment, things like that. It's not even going for life first. Like they can't see that this, this creature is making intelligent decisions right i don't i don't understand that part of it yeah like you know it's intelligent creature it's even attacking intelligently it's attacking attacking the machinery first not people then eventually starts doing people right kirk just uh he wants a report of life on the planet beneath the surface and spock says that there is nothing that they know of aside from the workers that would be there and uh, Spock's like, yeah, I, I kind of want to see what I can do to uh, to get this creature to reappear, like to come out again. And uh, we go to somewhere else uh, where there's a guy in a tunnel and he he hears that scraping noise again and he just goes to investigate, which is like real fucking dumb. Like, you know, people have been dying, but <laughs> I should go check that out. The better thing is buddy system. At, at this buddy. point in the episode, buddy why aren't the guards man? paired up? Yeah. Yeah, but where's the buddy system? Yeah, that, that way they don't lose two at a time. Eventually, they're gonna have to start mandating. Eventually, <laughs> there's only four of us. Oh left. my gosh, you gotta stop it, Brandon. I can't stop laughing. I'm like, but uh, but yeah, he, they don't get it. He hears the scraping noise and he gets killed by the creature as well. 
And the uh, creature leaves behind a trail of corrosion that leads through a wall into the power reactor room. Kirk and the others are talking, and uh, an alarm starts to go off, and then the lights flicker, and they run to the reactor room to find that there's a big hole burned in the wall. And they go into the room to find that the main circulating pump for the reactor is gone. So it didn't even destroy it. It just fucking stole it. Like, at this point, it's just committing petty theft. (laughs) Once again, just took took it with him. Another intelligent thing. It's not even, it's a klepto. That's the issue. It doesn't doesn't want this stuff. It just wants the rush of stealing with, you know, maybe getting caught. With the side of murder. Yeah, with a little bit of murder. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. They they got in its way. Or her way. I mean, honestly, it's only killed a few more people than Kirk has this this season. Well, that's, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Like, like within four, like I think four more people than, than Kirk is responsible for getting killed. So, and that we, that's, we all, that's only counts done. his crew. That's not even like enemies. The, the enemies. We never counted enemies. I thought about that. Shit, did we, we count like count, Gary Mitchell and shit? We count. Uh, we counted the. Oh, I don't remember if we counted Gary Mitchell or not so. for one of his crew members. Uh, my count could be off. So we, yeah, okay. I might have to go back and look at my notes. I yeah, think we we're close to 50 for so. Kirk, though. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're gonna, After this episode, we're going to start counting how many people the, uh, they kill next season. We'll either next season. Well, I have this we'll season's count. I just, uh, I don't remember if I took into account, like, people like Gary Mitchell that were part of the crew and became bad and then, you know, yeah. died. I'll, I'll just, I'll check my notes. Done. It's in there. So, uh, yeah, so Spock notes the strong corrosive material that was left behind, and Vanderberg says that they don't have a replacement pump for this and that the reactor is going to go not just critical, but super critical, uh, which is like one step below super duper critical. And that if that happens, (laughs) yeah, it could could poison half the planet and and basically kill their entire colony. Okay, we know they they wrote that wrong. It's 1960s. We give them a pass. Yeah. So uh, it could might, might go super critical three where it grows like really long hair and loses its eyebrows. Well, come then on, you're just in f- trouble at that point. <laughs> I was going to say, come on, it's, it's a Dragon Ball Z joke. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah, we go to commercial. I get <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I, I, I was laughing, but I was muted. <laughs> okay, thank you. I muted myself. I don't want- <laughs> no, so, uh, the reference is great. So on the Enterprise, uh, Scotty is talking to Kirk via communicator, and he explains that he doesn't have parts to build that colony's reactor or help fix it because it's basically ancient. And uh, he says he might be able to put something together that's going to hold it for a few days, but that's really the best he's going to be able to do. So Vanderberg just gets pissed off, and he wants his his part back, and he wants the creature dead. So that's all he wants this whole time. It's just he wants that thing to die. So a little bit later, Spock is uh, explaining to Kirk and McCoy, that the reactor part wasn't taken by accident. And Kirk wonders if the creature is trying to get rid of the people, and Spock is like, yeah, I think so, uh, but I, I don't know why it's doing it. So he's he's he has no theory right now, which has been, has been a common thing for him lately. Yeah, he didn't want to say, he was still trying to figure things out, he didn't want to be premature with a theory. Which is weird, because like for the entire series up till now, he's just right, right away, but they just don't listen to him. Yeah. Well, didn't Kirk after that tell him to speculate? Yeah, that comes a little bit later. Yep. Yeah, that's later on. So uh, he wonders, uh, Spock does anyway, he wonders if the creature is somehow based on silicon. And Bones says, no, that's that's not possible. But Kirk thinks that maybe it is possible and that that's why their phasers don't work against it. So they talk about the creature having uh, some natural armor plating, which is why phaser one is ineffective. And Spock explains that they have access to phaser two and that uh, he could just adjust it to be more effective against silicon. So I didn't know we had different levels of phaser one 
and phaser like different I, levels of phasers. I, I don't know that either. When when you go to phaser two, you get uh electricity around you. Right. Yeah. I was just thinking that I can't wait for phaser three to come out because I hear it's got four K and has Bluetooth, so that'll be real cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But by the way, but at this point right here, I was into the show. At this point, I was way into it because like all the dialogue, the going back and forth, and mixing all this uh, information in there at the same time was real smart. So I was like way deep. Yeah, this series is really good at uh, setting up a good mystery in the the first like fifteen minutes of an episode. Yep, and then you're in it, and then you just you just kind of follow along with it. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't realize back in the '60s that they were talking about uh, non carbon life forms back then. That's like in the that's scientific the cool thing community. About this show. Yeah, like that's really cool. It's part about this show. Like it seems to, every time I think about that, oh, they think about that now, and it seems possible. And now back then, it seemed even impossible of impossible, you know? It's interesting. Well, I mean, we're only like a few years off from landing on the moon at this point. You would think we would understand, uh, you know, our own bodies, hopefully, by that point. Or we're yeah. sending them to other fucking, you know, bodies in space. Yeah. I, I guess the from thinking back then, though, like, to assume that life could be non-carbon based seems ahead of their time back then i don't know it just seems weird for them to have that you know this they were thinking of that stuff back then well i think that um during that time because you know the nasa was really huge and and there was a lot of uh buzz around that and everything that they were doing that i, I think that that's when a lot of sci-fi really started to come out as people's interest in space really kind of skyrocketed i think that you got a, a lot of really good like sci-fi tv show and movies and, and comics and, and books and stuff around that time so people really started exploring like the possibilities of of other life forms and things that could be out there uh that's a, I, I yeah that's a fair point that was well put yeah. And and it's I don't know if that's the case. That's just that's what I would think. Obviously I wasn't alive in the sixties and I don't know really too much about it. So this shit all could be a thousand years old to me and I <laughs> like this this I, I think this is the <laughs> oldest uh series or, or anything that I've ever watched. Like I don't I don't generally consume media from that time. You know what? No, I watched the no I watched the some older than that before. Yeah, I like the Black Stooges. nineteen thirties and or forties movie, I think. Okay, yeah, I've never seen anything like that. It's weird. You, you never watched like the Three Stooges? I've I've seen like bits and pieces of that, but I don't care for any of it. The closest to the Three Stooges I've seen is in the movie Short Circuit, where uh, Johnny Five uh, messes with the programming of the other robots and makes them do a Three Stooges uh, like stunt. I guess yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it. I that. uh, but anyway, back to old Star Trek. Uh, Bones argues that silicon-based life is impossible in an oxygen atmosphere, and Spock thinks that the creature can exist for maybe brief brief periods in the atmosphere before having to go back to its own environment. Which, if, if they're in its environment and it's not oxygen-rich, how the fuck are they breathing? But that doesn't matter. Well, wasn't that part of the, like, the, uh, the core that was uh, stolen, like it was producing oxygen for them? Oh, shit. I think you're right. Yep. So I entirely missed that. I think you're right, yeah. Um... Anyway, uh, Kirk tells Spock to have the security troops outfitted with modified Phaser 2 weapons. And Spock is uh, just kind of focused on the silicon rocket this time. He doesn't really hear Kirk. And he's just thinking about how the miners opened the level containing thousands of those rocks just before the creature appeared. And I was like, fuck, they're probably eggs. I didn't, I didn't think they were eggs until Kirk later on when Kirk walked in that room and there was a bunch of them. I'm like, oh, those are some weird looking bowling balls that are, are just laying around. <laughs> or at least I thought they were Spock either... was holding it. 
I thought it was either eggs or like it's what the creature needs to survive. And it was like defending its uh, basically like it's air kind of thing or food. Yeah. Yeah. But I think once you realize they killed 50 people, then I thought I kind of went to I went to the extreme and thought uh, their eggs immediately. Yeah. So Kirk asks, uh, this is where Kirk asks Spock to speculate on on what it means to have the the creature showing up when they found that chamber. And he just decides he's not going to do it. He's like, no, no, I'm good. Kirk goes to the reaction room or the reactor room to check on Scotty, uh, who says that his work, is, he, he's finished up and it's going to hold for a little bit. But then Kirk gets a call from Spock and says, hey, uh, can you come meet with the security team in Vanderberg's office where you just left like two minutes ago? Which, like, if you're waiting, okay, so if you are like, hey, send down a security team, and you're like, I need to talk to them when they get here. Why the fuck would you walk away knowing they're going to be beamed in there in an instant? I don't think he beamed them. I think he walked in there. No, they got beamed in down there. Did they? They're, they didn't fucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Downstairs, son. You're right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good <laughs> it's, point. Like, it's just like, all right, I'm going to go handle this other thing, and I guess I'll wait for them. Okay, so it, I guess. Like, we kind of live now in a society of, like, instant gratification, and if something gets literally teleported to you, do you think having to wait five seconds for it is just too fucking much for him? <laughs> Maybe. I think this, I think the scene was really cool, how he was sitting there, like, in general, as he was sitting there telling his uh, security team what to do, and these guys seemed competent, so I thought, okay, maybe this won't be another travesty. Oh, God. The security team being terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is where uh, he goes back to me with the security team, gives them directions on how to search for the creature, and just like gives them uh, the order to attack it on site. And I was like, yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> this is a security <laughs> team, dude. They're fucked. <laughs> they look competent, but they always look competent. They're fucked. I, I'm just saying. This time he talked to him, let him know what was up. He gave him. The, he gave him the rah rah speech. I thought it was going to be hype. I thought that when they found out they were going to get to use a modified phaser two, they'd be like, cool, and like test it on each other and just all die. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, you're not phaser proof. Yeah, we got to see how this thing works. Like, here, shoot me, and then I'll shoot you. Oh, he's dead. So so Kirk uh, directs security chief uh, Jodo is his name. So we actually get a, a name of a security chief here. It's Jodo. And uh, tells his him and his team to go to the 23rd level where the silicon nodules were located. And Kirk tells uh, Vanderberg that his people are to stay on the first level. And then he just kind of sends his team away. So they all disperse. Uh, we cut to a little bit later where the team, the security team, is searching through the tunnels. And Kirk and Spock are there. And, and Spock makes some tricorder adjustments to look for silicon life. And he finds a silicon-based life form uh, some ways away. And then, of course, one of the security team members gets killed by the creature. So we are up to 47 dead on Kirk's watch. Oh. Yeah, that's not his fault, though, this time. Well, he saw it coming, and he didn't fire. And you can hear the fucking thing coming from, like, a mile away. Yeah. Before I forget, I want to clarify that I, I want to forget about how good this episode looks. Oh, I, the I caves look amazing. Like, the canyons, the the props, the... The ground, everything, it just looks really, really cool. And I thought, man, like, to think all this is practical, too, because, you know, they didn't have CGI right. back then. So you got to think how many, how many, how long it took, hours it took to make this show. Because all it is up there is blue construction paper or something like that. It, but it just, but to look at it, you're like, wow, 
it's just how amazing it kind of looks, you know? Yeah, I had a note later when uh, Kirk and Spock were going through some tunnels that uh, it looks like they just had, like, big pipes and then lined them with, uh, like, a blue tarp. But honestly, mm-hmm. like, it, does, it doesn't look bad. Like, the, like you yeah. said, the, the rest of the cave looks really good, so. Yeah. It actually it, it looks, looks like so the good. upper budget per episode. Yeah, they, well, they probably the did. La- the last few episodes have looked a lot, a lot better compared to, like, the first ten episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they got a budget increase. I don't know. I think they're just being smarter with their smarter what they're doing. I think they're, I think they're being smarter and stretching their money out because I feel like the show has been good, good quality props the whole time. I think they're looking better and better. I think it's just they're learning how to make make each planet feel each planet feel like it's a different planet no matter what, which is really cool. Right. So yeah, security guy's dead. Kirk and Spock uh, hear him scream and they go run to where he was and they find only a pile of ashes and uh, Kirk is visibly upset about having lost a member of his crew there and uh, Spock finds a newly made tunnel and they talk about how the tunnel was made like how you know he, he thinks that it uh, secretes some stuff and that like eats through the rock and pushes its way through the rock and then suddenly the creature comes up from behind them and they shoot at it with their phasers. And so we finally get our first look at the creature while we were talking about how great everything looks. This thing looks like a big fucking pizza the hut that's just like crawling yes. around. Like there's it's like yes. a guy under a blanket. Like a guy under a blanket. Yeah, walking around doing weird stuff. I believe this one is uh, regarded what? as the worst looking creature in this entire series from what I saw. I, I disagree. I liked it, and I'm not complaining about it because everything was so amazing. I can forgive a disgusting, uh, what I call it, a pile of puke monster. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pile of puke monster, and I'm okay with it. My first thought when I saw, like, oh, got to call Godzilla to c- take care of this one. <laughs> hey, it's just, it's fine. It's, 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 it's a kaiju. Like- you, have, you have to be careful around those kaijus. The old pizza monster. Yeah, I was okay with it. But my issue was when he picked up the prop, though, after they shot a piece off, because you're about to say they shot a piece of him off, when they picked it up, it didn't have any weight. Yeah, just the old foam. Which, I mean, they make yeah, it look good, it. but you got to at least, you know, I know it's going to be tough for them, but they have to sometimes act. And uh, I think yeah. I feel like that's one of those parts where they probably should have done some acting. And it's also cool where they, um, like, the, the foam was, like, pumping in and out. Like, it looks almost like it's still breathing. Right. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's this really it's weird, just, like, it's supposed to be rock, I think, but it's also yeah. not. Yeah. It's just a weight. I just think it's a weight thing. It just weighs nothing. And yeah. You could have just added a little weight to make it feel a little more heavy. Yeah. That's my only critique. So, uh, yeah, so they shoot the thing with their phasers, and then it retreats into a tunnel, and then they, they talk about how fast the creature moves, and then a few more members of the security team arrive. And Spock finds that piece that you were talking about, and he just kind of casually picks it up. Like, oh, you know, never mind the fact that this thing has a, you know, a chemical on it that eats through solid fucking rock. I'm just going to pick this thing up with my bare hands. Like, there's no <laughs> chance there's any of that stuff on this, right? <laughs> so, uh, he thinks that, uh, that it's made of, like, a fibrous asbestos, he says, which would be a mineral and is not animal tissue. And he thinks that it's a silicon-based creature whose body excretes a powerful corrosive and that it that enables it to quickly move through the solid rocks. So it's just basically like a – it's almost like a tremor. Or like a gra- – yeah. it's, a, it's a graboid that – well, instead of digging, yeah. it just melts everything, I guess. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool uh, way – a creature way too. Yeah. A really cool creature design like uh... – that talk the whole way it works and everything like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's well thought out. I just thought the actual creature was cheesy. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm kind of with Paul on this one. I was kind of glad to see an alien that doesn't look like your typical alien. Yes, non-humanoid creature. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. So uh, they discuss how ineffective their weapons were, and Kirk notes that they did manage to wound the creature, and nothing is more dangerous than a wounded animal. And uh, that's what I was thinking, like, oh, you know, he's got the old, if it bleeds, we can kill it. But then I remember this thing doesn't bleed. It just leaves big fucking rocks around. Yeah, that's really really tough. Also, on another note, did you notice throughout the whole episode there was no captain's log after the first one? I did, yeah, which was really nice. Well, not nice, just different. The the captain's logs are generally, uh, like I think we've discussed, they're kind of like from the point of view of the end of the episode and it was nice to kind of just get to see this one as it was happening well it makes you oh, wonder see, did I he not report this to uh the federation like no 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 we're not gonna report that there's a silicone monster on this planet right well yeah they got to report everything so yeah no i mean maybe I he just does them at the guys. end i didn't notice it at all until you just brought it up yeah, well, I notice it because I have to type it every time we go to a commercial and come back. I have to type it. Mm. And we come back to a captain's log where Kirk just explains the current situation, which I every fucking time, yeah. like four times an episode. <laughs> I think Kirk just skipped this one. He's like, nope, I'm going to break Federation uh, rules on this one. Yeah, he'll just do them all later at another time. But uh, we do come back from the commercial and Kirk is telling security members to keep searching the area because not enough of them have died yet. And Spock says that uh, he's only located one creature in a 100-mile radius, so there's, there has to be only just one of them. And uh, Kirk's like, well, that, that can't be right. There's got to be more than one, or it has a really long lifespan. And Kirk thinks that uh, it could, or sorry, Spock thinks that it might be the last of its kind, and he says that killing it would be a crime against science, which I don't know why he suddenly thought like it's the last one. Just because there's no more around doesn't mean there are no more anywhere. Yeah, the, the planet is yeah. probably pretty big. You know, they only scanned 100 miles, so there could be yeah. another one somewhere well, else on the planet. Yeah, but maybe they scanned it the, before they put the mining thing there. They scanned the entire planet and never find anything. And this is the first time they heard of this creature. So maybe he just kind of assumed logically maybe there's only one of them. Well, the reason that their scanners didn't find anything was because they were looking for carbon-based life forms. And this one's silicone-based. So they had, yeah. he had to adjust the tricorder to even be able to find this one because they didn't find anything before yeah. that. So. So maybe outside the hundred miles, it might be something else. Yeah, maybe they have like really long uh, migration and where they go and like mate and then just leave. Maybe they got to travel like yeah, two hundred miles or one hundred and one miles to find the next one. Yeah, that one hundred and one I'll always get you <laughs> every time. So uh, Kirk says that uh, it's their mission to protect the colony and get the mine going again. So he's suddenly a supervisor, and he apologizes to Spock, saying that the creature has to die, and Spock agrees. I really thought he was going to argue this, but no, he's like, yeah, you're right. It's got to die, but I do feel bad for it. Uh, well, he says he, he pities it. He doesn't feel bad for it because he doesn't feel. So uh, they go to meet the security team in another uh, tunnel, and Kirk tells them to try to concentrate their fire on the creature's head, saying that they hurt it last time, and if it can be hurt, then it can be killed. And Spock tells them where he last located the creature and tells them to try to surround it and possibly capture it. And Kirk is just like, what the fuck? That's not what we talked about, Spock. <laughs> so he overrules him and, and tells him to just shoot the thing. And uh, the security team disperses and Kirk and Spock stay behind so Kirk can reprimand him for giving the order to attempt to capture it. Uh, he says he doesn't want to lose any more men and he 
reassign Spock to assisting Scotty. He's like, you know what? You're a liability. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he said, first that, of all, you're trying to embarrass it, like... me? You're trying, 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 trying to take charge in front of these people in front of me? Trying to embarrass my authority? Nah. Yeah. Nah, you're in trouble. Yep. I'm well, captain. I also felt like he was trying to get rid of Spock because, like, oh, Spock won't shoot if he sees the creature, so I'm going to go make him hang out with Scotty. Right. Which is a solid move. Because Kirk, Kirk tried to play... Which Kirk tried to play it off like, oh, hey, uh, we're two high-ranking officers. Like, we can't both get killed. Yep. Uh, yeah, because Spock's like, no, like I don't want to go hang out with Scotty. That guy fucking sucks, which Spock is wrong. Scotty does not suck. <laughs> like, he said, well, Spock doesn't like the uh, Scotty parties. Yeah. He's like, I, I want to stay here with you, Danny Kirk. And uh, Kirk says no. He's like, get the fuck out of here because... We can't risk both of us dying and, and you know getting killed by this thing because then who's going to command the ship? Like fucking Scotty. Scotty? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she was she was fine. And uh, Spock says that the odds of both of them dying are two thousand two hundred twenty-eight point seven to one. So Kirk is just kind of like, well, he's got me there. He didn't do the Han Solo. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, but uh, he says that those are some pretty good odds, and uh, that as much as he hates to use the word. Uh, logically, with those kind of odds, Spock might as well stay, and he just asks him to stay out of trouble, which is actually pretty funny because, like, Kirk, you know, trying to to do his captain thing and and get this possible liability out of here, and then Spock comes at him with just this fucking logic and data that Kirk just cannot deny, so he changes his mind. He's like, all right, like, you know, I guess since uh, since you made a good point, then you can stay. And they like he doesn't give that fucking I'm in charge and this is how it's going to be, even though you're right. Bullshit. Yeah. How did you take the scene? Did you take it as Kirk was actually trying to protect like the chain of command? Or do you think he was like, hey, Spock kind of went around my orders telling him to capture a life. So I'm going to make him leave. Like, which one was it? Oh, yeah. No, I, f- I figured. Yeah. Like what I said, like he's. Spock's a, rel- uh, a liability because he wants to capture the thing, so he, he just wants to get him out of there. Like, he don't give a fuck Paul? about the chain of command. Like, they have enough people there that can run that ship if both of them die. I, I think he probably just gave him a chance. Just, I, I think he was a little upset by it, but just wanted to make it not not confrontational because they had that kind of relationship. So they talked to each other. Uh, Spock explained his issues. Said, okay, it's better off if you're here. Let's get it done. That's how it was. Well, it's just weird because Kirk has never made a big deal about, you know, both him and Spock being in danger at the same time. Yeah, no, he invites uh, him on okay. dangerous shit all the time. He's like, hey, do you want to potentially go yeah. die with me in a little bit? <laughs> Spock's like, hell yeah, I do. So Kirk gets a call from Scotty who says that his fix has broken down and that he can't refix it. So Kirk says that uh, he wants everybody to be evacuated, but Vanderberg is... You know, he overhears the call because he's over there hanging out with Scotty and he refuses and says that he and some of his men are going to stay and fight with clubs if they have to. And I'm like, bro, the chemicals that this thing secretes <laughs> eat through fucking solid rocks. And you're like, I'm going to go beat it with a club. All right. Why don't you punch the fucking thing while get, you're at it? If you don't get if you don't get you, uh, if you don't get on that starship, boy, I will smack <laughs> you. Get your ass on that starship. What are you doing out here? He's like, I'm going to put it in a fucking chokehold. Like, all right, dude. But I'll be. Pretty and pink need to go up on a starship right now. I, I, I'm out, guys. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll be up chilling out eating. Eating some of that good food while you're down there messing with that creature. I'm good. I'm cool. <laughs> now you can do an elbow drop on that creature. Yeah, until his fucking elbow burns off. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what I'm out. <laughs> like, phasers don't work? Let's fucking get the clubs. Fuck it. Like, I, this ain't this job ain't worth my life, okay? 
They're about to give their life for this job for some paternium, whatever the hell it Listen, is. Listen, he, so he's the manager. That job is worth your life to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, thank <laughs> not you. Not his life, but yours. I will not. Uh, beat me up, Scotty. Beat me up now. <laughs> now. Now, maybe the clubs will work. There was an episode of uh, Futurama where – uh, they're on a robot planet and they're watching a movie like, oh, all our advanced technology couldn't stop this human, but a mere stick did. Yeah. Yep. So Scotty goes on to explain that they have about 10 hours before the reactor goes super critical. And I was like, fuck, another stupid time limit thing. But they actually it doesn't come into play at all in here. The 10 hours is totally uh, negligible and didn't come into play again. Yeah. Thank God. And Kirk tells uh, Vanderberg and his crew to go to level 23 and then he just fucking hangs up on him. Because that's what he does. He's like, you guys want to be stupid? Then like, go straight to the danger then. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to get you out of my way one way or another. <laughs> so uh, later on, Kirk goes down to meet with Vanderberg and his men to give them their instructions. And then they disperse. And Spock lets Kirk know that uh, they're being watched, presumably by the creature. He, he's like, I, I'm pretty sure something's watching us. Spock has the force. If you didn't know that, Spock has the force. He can sense. He just a life yeah, or he just heard the thing scraping up to them from fucking 40 miles away. <laughs> and then it just stops. He's like, I think well, it's near. Ears to hear it. Yeah. So uh, Vandenberg and his men are searching through the tunnels as Spock and Kirk are doing the same thing. And then they get to uh, they get a tricorder reading and uh, Spock and Kirk decide to split up and search these two converging tunnels. And uh, it's always a good idea to split up. So Kirk, uh, he they split up, they go through two different tunnels, and Kirk finds some of the silicon nodules, and he calls Spock to tell him about it, and Spock is telling him to be careful not to damage any of them, because he wants to crack them open later and eat them for breakfast, but uh, before he can <laughs> explain that, uh, their conversation is cut short when the creature causes uh, just a bunch of rocks to fall, like uh, basically a cave-in, and uh, Kirk manages to avoid the, the big rocks and not get crushed, but he finds that part of his path is blocked off. So Spock is just like, hey, I can blast my way through this phaser if you want, even though you have one of your own, and I guess it doesn't make sense for me to come save you. But uh, Kirk's like, no, nah, it's cool. The part of the place I was going to didn't get blocked, and we'll just you know meet up where the tunnels meet anyway. So basically the entire fucking cave-in was pointless, and that scene made no sense because they decided everything's yeah, fine. They, no need Kirk, to deviate. Kirk was super calm about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> everything's cool. No need to deviate. Don't know why we shot this. Spock then starts moving through his tunnel and then the uh, creature burns through a wall near Kirk and just starts to go after him. And then we do the whole fade to black commercial thing and we come back and Kirk is having a standoff with the creature. And every time the creature starts to approach him, he just, he pulls his phaser up and aims at it. And then the creature's like, Whoa, bro, I don't like, I don't want any of that shit. And just starts to back off. And then like, it tries to come <laughs> forward again. And he's like, Nope, still got the phaser. And the, the thing's like, Oh shit. I thought maybe you got rid of it for a second. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty goofy. Yeah. So Kirk gets a call from Spock and he says, hey, according to my readings, uh, that creature is nearby. And Kirk's like, yeah, it's like 10 feet from me, but it's it's not really making any threatening moves aside from, you know, every time it lunges at me. And uh, Spock's like, all right, well, then uh, fucking smoke that fool. And then he just hangs up on Kirk. He's like, handle this shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirk decides to just have a seat because why the fuck not? And he's like, I'm going to talk to this thing. And uh, the creature, he's like, hey, you know, how you doing? How's your day? And the creature, like, shows him his, its ass where it got shot with a phaser. <laughs> he's like, well, my, my ass hurts. Like, you guys, you guys shot a, basically one of my ass cheeks <laughs> off earlier. <laughs> and uh, 
Spock approaches and Kirk is like, all right, hold on. Maybe we're not going to shoot this thing because I'm trying to have a conversation with it. So uh, he waves Spock. Which, man, what a turn of events from like 10 minutes earlier where they're like, kill it. Yeah. This the whole episode. They've been like, let's yeah. go fuck this thing up. And then Kirk's like, wait, I'm actually having a really good conversation about this. Like, it turns out we like all the same movies and music. And uh, I think I might want this to come <laughs> up on the ship, actually. It's just like their pet now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Spock goes over and uh, Kirk and, and he and him talk about how the creature seems to be waiting for something. And uh, they talk about the silicon nodules and Spock thinks that he has an answer to that, but he doesn't care to elaborate right now, which why even fucking say anything because that's annoying as shit. And uh, he talks about using the Vulcan mind meld technique on the creature. And they agree that, yeah, they, he should put his hand on this thing that can melt through anything that they've come through come against so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did it earlier, so why not again? Yeah. So the, the creature must be able to do that like on command then, right? I assume he secretes it out his skin. Hit the, the be able to do that all the acid. Yeah, stuff. but just not like all the time. Like it has control so, over that. I'm guessing because Spock wouldn't be able to touch him any other way. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. So um, Spock does approach the creature and he puts his hand on there on the on the creature's I don't know I guess head. I don't know the whole fucking thing's a head. And uh, he starts yelling out in pain, and then he backs away. And uh, he tells Kirk that the creature is in agony from waves and waves of pain where he shot its ass off. So the uh, the creature moves to the side and starts burning something into the rocks. And then uh, like it backs up, and on the floor, uh, it reveals the words, no kill eye burn into the rock. And I was like, I'm fucking done. Like, it's, it's, like I can't. Like, it's, it's so bad. That part was so fucking bad. It's the, the dumbest fucking thing I've seen in this show so far. Yeah, I like that. I can't, I can't explain how fucking stupid I found this. It was so dumb. Nope. Uh, they, had to find, they had to find a way to make it community. No, it's so fucking dumb. And it, it just gets worse from here. It gets worse. What other way did it help? What other way? Yeah. Keep going. So, uh, so Kirk wonders if it's a plea <laughs> for them not to kill it or a promise that it won't kill one, it won't kill them. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the fucking first Just one. Yeah, the same I'm pretty thing. sure it's the first one. They're genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kill eye. Does that mean that it's not going to kill us? Like, do you know what eye means? You fucking <laughs> moron. <laughs> it meant to. It meant to put me. Yeah. No kill me. No kill me. Yeah. Yeah, no. but, but Kirk's like, "Oh, does that no kill I? Well, that obviously is talking about us because I am I, right? Like Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> leave my boy, leave my this boy. Like I am also I. I am also. <laughs> Unless it's what the royal I, where it means we. Yeah. Uh So. Uh, so Spock thinks that it may have gained knowledge of them from the mind meld. So apparently that does not just go one way, which is dangerous as fuck. And uh, he says that it's an extremely sophisticated and highly intelligent animal and that it calls itself a Horta. So Kirk mentions that they need that reactor part back and Spock doesn't think that the creature is going to return it willingly. So Kirk calls on old McCoy to bring his med kit to the 23rd level and then just hangs up on him. He's like, hey, get your shit and get down here and just hang up. So uh, he wants Kirk wants Spock to try the mind meld thing again and and Spock's like, well, I got to touch it to proceed further. And uh, he does. He just goes up there and he puts his hand on it. And uh, Kirk keeps his phaser trained on the creature. And so uh, Spock, uh, he's doing this, the mind meld thing. And Kirk calls uh, his security guy, Jodo, to see how they're doing. And he tells Jodo not to let Vanderberg or his men through the tunnel where they are. 
but to send McCoy in when he gets there. And then Spock starts freaking out and yelling about murder and thousands of devils, and he speaks about killing monsters and striking back and then the the altar of tomorrow and i was like oh my god this is getting fucking bad (laughs) uh, mccoy shows up and and kirk tells him to look at the creature's wound and see what he can do about it so mccoy goes back there and just starts fucking no i'm just kidding (laughs) that's that's messed up (laughs) uh it would have been more interesting than the rest of this episode but uh, <laughs> Spock just at this point, he's just going on about, you know, because the creature is communicating through him. So he's like, talking about like the end of life and then McCoy's like just starting his work and and McCoy, he's like, hey, I don't know what to do with this thing. It's it's made out of stone. He says that he says, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. And Kirk is like, I don't give a shit. Just heal the fucking thing. <laughs> you <laughs> think you're a healer. Yeah. Do your he's job. Like, yeah, you're a healer. It's a body. You like, do your thing. Figure it out. Which is really fucking shitty. So, uh, so Kirk tells Spock the, to tell the creature that they're trying to help, and he asks wants him to ask about the reactor mechanism, and the creature communicates through Spock, talking about going to the Chamber of Ages and saying to walk carefully in the vault of tomorrow, and he asks about having sorrow for the, or he talks about having sorrow for the murdered children and saying that uh, the thing that they're looking for being the reactor part is, is there either in the chamber of ages or the vault of tomorrow or the who's it's of what's it. I don't fucking know. And, uh, man, mm-hmm. for a minute, I saw, saw, saw you started talking about Lord of the, uh, Lord of the right, Rings. Yeah. You have to like go to Mount doom and it's, it's, it's near there <laughs> somewhere. But, uh, I, at this point I was just like, dude, I know where this is going. I just wanted to hurry the fuck up because I want this episode to be over, please. Uh, so Kirk, he leaves and he goes into a tunnel and while he's outside, Vanderbrug's men are arguing with the security force and because they want to be allowed to go in and kill the, the creature. So uh, Kirk finds a chamber that's filled with eggs that are pretty much all hatched, or some of them are hatched. I guess I guess they're broken. They're not hatched. And uh, we go back to the creature and McCoy is using his communicator to have something beam down to him while Spock talks about how it's time to sleep, saying that death is welcome. Which if they could beam down the shit that's, that... Uh, mccoy wants why didn't they just fucking beam him into the 23rd level kirk is like tell mccoy to get down here beam him to the first level and make his ass walk <laughs> don't don't fucking put him yeah, all the way down yeah, here yeah yeah that's making sense well I, mccoy was already on the planet so they would have had to oh beam shit him back you're right up to beam, beam him down it would still you're right but that, i wonder if that would be faster than okay. uh him having to walk all 23 levels down <laughs> i mean i'm sure the enterprise really got him there a lot faster yeah hey, we got an elevator so uh so kirk comes back with a hatched egg or a broken egg and he's got the reactor part and he brings spock out of his mind meld like just kind of grabs him shakes him a little bit and spock says that the eggs are about to hatch and kirk realizes that the miners must have broken into the hatchery and destroyed thousands of eggs which congratulations i figured that out like 45 fucking minutes ago yeah the end they drugged the ending part out yeah uh so Vanderberg's men, they, they pull a fast one on the security team, which is crazy because they're, they're so highly skilled. And they're like, they basically give them the old, who's that behind you? And then when they turn around, every fucking guard turns around. And then uh, they get the shit kicked out of them. So Vanderberg's people make their way to Kirk and his friends. <laughs> it's just like, security failed their task? Like, no fucking way. And shouldn't they all be arrested at this point? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, they're... They're basically like a, they're Federation officers. So wouldn't that be like, you know, hitting a cop? 
Yeah, you you think that'd be uh, against the law. Yeah. Uh, but the Vanderberg and his men, they do arrive at the creature, and and Kirk is just basically like, "Look, if you shoot that thing, I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> yeah, he said the first man that fires is dead. Yeah. <laughs> he says dead. I was like, "Wow!" It's like that, Kirk. Yeah. The first one that fires, he said, "Is dead." Like, oh, it's that deep. He's gonna fucking kill every one of them. So uh, he goes on to explain that they've been that the miners have been killing the creatures' eggs, and Spock tells them that every fifty thousand years, all of the hordas die, and the eggs continue on, which is really shitty way for that species to continue. Like that's like evolutionarily, yeah. that's fucking awful. Because what if something happens <laughs> to that one? At the same one? time. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, that's very, very, what a really cool idea. Like, in general, like, what a cool idea for a creature. So I never thought of that before. Like, like, exi- like a, a whole go, um, creature going extinct for one reason, then them holding in a living again. I thought that's really, really cool idea for the show. I just wonder, um, okay, so this happens every 50,000 years, right? There's one that stays alive, and then it has, like, a 1,000 kids, and they just start burrowing through. How the fuck is this planet's surface not collapsed? Because those tunnels, it's like, like yeah, the rock is know. regrowing under there. Yeah, it could be. Maybe the rock, regrowing the rock rocks. I mean, it wouldn't be the weirdest yeah. thing in this episode or in this series. No, that's series. actually a good point, because they said there's no volcanic activity under. That means there's no tectonic plates moving around either, which means the planet is essentially a dead planet. Yeah. And they're just destabilizing every like the entire surface by digging tunnels underneath. But old Kirk explains that the creature was just defending herself and her children and uh he hands the pump back to Vanderberg and suggests that they make an agreement with the Horda, thinking that the Horda could tunnel faster than they can because it's the fastest tunneler they've ever seen and they're comfortable after having seen it one time saying that it's the fastest one in the universe and uh they think that it can tunnel and that they can just basically collect and process the materials, making their process a thousand times more profitable. So Vander's, Vanderberg's like, you know what? I think I can overlook the death of 50 of my men. And uh, I think we can make that work because we got to get that money. Like he just has lit his eyes are literally exactly. dollar signs right now. Dude, oh God, that's my note I wrote down. About 50 guys die and they quit the mission money. They're like, nah, nah, we good. Like, <laughs> forget it. All is it. Yeah. We'll, we'll pay their families. We're good. Yeah. Let's pay it. We're good now. Yeah. It was just, it made me laugh. But uh, Spock's over here like, hey, I think this thing might actually die. And then McCoy says that he's a fucking miracle worker and that he saved the creature by having 100 pounds of thermal concrete beam down, which is mostly silicon. And he put it on the Horda's wound and basically made like a bandage for it. It's like he just slapped a concrete bandaid on it. And now he thinks he's got So he oh, is a bricklayer. <laughs> turns out yes he is actually uh so uh kirk asks spock to talk to the creature again and asks if it if it'll work with the humans and spock's like all right i'll go check it out and he says that the, the horda has a logical mind and that after a close association with humans he finds that curiously refreshing so we go to a little bit later on the enterprise bridge and they're getting ready to leave orbit and vanderberg calls to tell Kirk that the eggs have started hatching and that all of their men are just getting fucking murdered left and right because it went back on its deal and now it's going to take all the money. <laughs> but uh, now the eggs are hatching and uh, the hoarders, uh, the hordas are starting to tunnel. It's just fucking, wow, dude, he is a piece of shit. He puts them to work from birth. Like, no child labor laws or nothing. But, but I as soon as they come out of the egg, he's like, get in that I'm fucking tunnel. I'm wondering if, they, if that's what they eat, eat, 
the, the ether. Like, yeah, whatever maybe. The, the acid is. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what they eat. They're like the rock biter for the never-ending story, just fucking munching on rocks. I'm assuming that that's kind of what I thought about when I when I thought about the creatures. Yeah. So uh, so apparently the new ones are just digging tunnels and it's leading the crew to uh, new pergeum deposits and they're finding some gold and platinum and other rare minerals. And Kirk is like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Money, 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 money. Yeah, he's like, money. Don't, don't forget, I get 40% or I'm coming back. <laughs> don't well, that. that's why he didn't tell the Federation about it. Yeah, because he's got to get his cut. <laughs> yeah, Captain Kirk the pirate. Uh, he no. ain't paying he no taxes cut. on that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, uh, Vanderberg says that the Horda aren't so bad once you get used to their appearance. And Spock says that uh, the Horda said the same thing about humanoid appearances. And McCoy's like, oh, yeah, well, how did it feel about your ears? And uh, he's, he says that uh, Spock says that he got the impression that the Horda found them the most attractive human characteristic of all. And she wanted to nibble on them a little bit. <laughs> Kirk is like, did she really like those ears? And Spock says that the Horda is a remarkably sensitive and intelligent creature with impeccable uh, taste. And Kirk is like, well, Spock, sounds like you're becoming more and more human all the time. And Spock says... Well, I don't see any reason to stand here and be insulted. And then he just fucking leaves. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. He's like, you, like, you mother. <laughs> you don't have to put up with in this the last shit. Episode when, in, in the last episode when Kirk was trying to make Spock mad at him, apparently all they had to do was call him human or have human yeah. emotions. And right. that would have done it. Yeah. No, he wanted to talk shit about his entire family and his whole race. Kirk secretly <laughs> hates him. Yeah. It's Kirk's mission to get spock to behave more human because in spock's eyes that would make him basically a failure of his race and curse kirk's like yeah like i want you to feel like shit i want you to feel like you failed at life <laughs> this is whole mission oh my gosh so uh so yeah spock gets pissed and storms off and then they uh they go to warp factor two and they go on to their next adventure and uh yeah that was that was, that was an episode <laughs> dan how do you how do you feel about this episode uh Overall, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, it got a little, got a little silly towards the end of the episode, but I can overlook it. I, I was just happy to see uh, a new type of concept being introduced to the show with a non-human, you know, alien. So I, I overall, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, Paul, what about you? Um, I liked it. I thought it was a great episode. Honestly, the small, my small issues are. My issues were so small. I'm not really going to complain about them too much. You know, I thought the the, the ending was a little long winded, so I, I don't. I'm not sure what um what they could have did to make it make it any better. I guess they had to make a whole episode, so I'm not sure how they could have made it more interesting to make it uh interesting because the last like 15 minutes was super super long. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I don't know. It was all right. I mean, was it wasn't amazing? Wasn't bad? It was all right. So you know. I, I wouldn't skip, like, if they play the episode again, I wouldn't skip it. I would still watch the whole episode because I think the first, like, half hour is real good. Just the last 15 minutes kind of drags out, so. Yeah. Um, for, I really enjoyed the beginning. They they set up uh, a really good episode, and then, boy, did they just fuck that up for me. <laughs> it, got, it got goofy <laughs> in a hurry. <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the end of this one. You know what? I, I wish, though, that they would have set it up. And then had it become like a psychological horror, almost like the like the first Alien movie of just like this thing mm-hmm. is just fucking attacking people and they're dying and like they're just kind of desperate, don't know what the fuck to do about it. See, see I, that's what I thought they were going for at first because, but I thought about that that time in movies though 
they didn't do a lot of that real scary thing like that. Yeah. But they could have made it like a really, really like dark, dark episode if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, it's it started off really good. They this series is really good about setting up episodes, but then uh they they typically kind of mess them up in the end. Um Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't hate it. It just it was goofy as fuck at the end. It was really weird. It did not go the direction I thought it was going to. Um but if you guys don't have anything else, uh we are moving on to season 1 episode 26, Errand of Mercy. And uh Paul, what do you it's got for a- that? Let's see. Kurt and Spock battle Cleons to free Organa. Wow. So we get the Is introduction of Cleons and Princess yep. Leia. Damn. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty interested. The first Cleon. So yeah, that, I'm curious that, um, how, yeah. how it looks. Yeah. I want to see that one for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, as always, Twitter. At WWST underscore podcast, gmail, WWST pod at gmail.com. Uh, we're everywhere that you can find us except uh, down in those tunnels because I don't want anything to do with those. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody for uh, sticking with us on this one. And we'll catch you next time. Later. Later. <laughs>